Welcome to the Intercut Podcast channel. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he tends to do one for them and one for him. It's Arturo Zurita. Anything for that impossible shot, Zach. Um, We're here to talk about what was my most anticipated movie of the year. I think a lot of people's most anticipated movie of the year. uh, Easily. I think Get Out, personally, for me, is still one of the best horror movies to come out in recent memory. I am not a fan of Us. I think you are... I like Us. I, I don't, I'm not putting it anywhere near the level of Get Out. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more positive on it than you are. And I think we feel the same way about Nope. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much in alignment here. Nope is the third feature film from Jordan Peele, the man behind Get Out and Us. Starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Ooh. Brandon Perea, and Stephen Yun. Nope is about a group of people who witness a strange and unexplainable aerial phenomena in the Cal- in the Californian desert. This movie, as we mentioned, is easily one of 2022's most anticipated, and there's plenty to discuss about it. We're going to go as spoiler free as we can here and then come back on intercut on Monday to dive into all those spoilers, get into the endings, but we do not want to ruin the movie for those of you who are excited to go check it out. Art, let's start with where where, where do you want to start? We could talk about the experience of watching the movie, or do you want to dive into some of the themes that Peel is tackling here with his third film? I want to begin with don't even watch the trailers. Don't let Universal spoil it for you as well, because they showed every single shot of this movie in the trailers. (laughs) A lot of them. As editors, we appreciate that. (laughs) The more footage, the better, I guess. But uh, yeah, we went back to see the three trailers and they show you all of the money shots, in uh, my opinion. So I'd say go in as fresh as possible. But talking about that experience, you need to see this in IMAX. We were lucky enough to have our first screening be of it in IMAX. I say first screening because I know we're going to see it multiple times be in an IMAX uh, showing, but not the ultimate IMAX experience because this is that bad boy where I want to make the trip. You're going to be lucky enough to see it in your backyard of that full, super tall, very special 143 ratio. Not many movies are filmed like that. I think this movie takes advantage of it. This is a movie where you may not like it more than Get Out, but you need to experience it in a theater. This is a blockbuster movie. Even Daniel Kaluuya was like, we're making another character study. He gets on set, and especially that second act of the movie, it's... It's balls to the wall, just action-packed. You need a good sound system. And go in just, ex- I don't know, go in wanting to have a good time with a sci-fi mystery thriller. Yeah. That's also kind of like a, I'd still say it's a character study between the two siblings. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot going on here. It's not, I was kind of trying to set my expectations a little bit lower and not wait for some sort of like big thing, some some element of unexpected nature to happen. And and Peel does deliver on that. Like I, I there you want to go into a movie like this and have have the filmmaker look at something familiar but in an unfamiliar way. And he actually does, I think, achieves that in a way that makes this really exciting, really tense. There are these sequences when the camera will like drift up towards the sky so that like it, it's so immersive. You get that Hoyt Van Hotema handheld IMAX cinematography. And you I think you feel the peril of like what what is out there, what could happen. You know, like it's it, it, I, I don't know if it's like triggers that like instinctual caveman feeling of like oh the, there's the giant bird that's gonna attack Easily. us from above or something yeah. but it's quite terrifying and suspenseful at times it's top-notch directing mm-hmm. it's top-notch cinematography 
And I think the performance is all around. You actually have a lot of characters in this movie and a lot of side characters who are credited very high as well. And some characters who appear in trailers but don't appear in the movie. This is one, again, not getting into full spoilers where people are going to have different theories and what things may mean. You know, what are the parallels? What are they calling out? Easter eggs and such. But there's also a lot of deleted scenes. And I, for one, think that at two hours and 15 minutes, it's it's perfect length for the movie and what you get. But I would like to know more. It leaves me wanting knowing more, which is also, as you said, as we came out of it, that's sometimes how you want to leave people. Right. And like, I I think one of the things is like, once you do really respond to a movie and and get excited by it, like, yeah, you want to dive as deep as possible. And like, I think we're both at the point with this film where we'd like to see all those deleted scenes. We'd like to see all the things that were on Peel's mind. But I tend to think that this is like, Ultimately, what they decided was like the the most effective, economical, well-paced version, because to me, I felt there like wasn't really a wasted moment in the film. You know, I think sometimes when there is a film that's hiding something from you and at least the early stages of the marketing, they were trying to hide what was happening in this movie. I I think there's this worry that it's going to waste a lot of time with that same emotion you get from the trailers. This movie doesn't waste it. It doesn't play coy with what's out there. And then you can actually get into some of the more fun elements of like you know who's wa- who's watching what and what are yeah. you paying attention to how and, does it look and yeah i think they get creative with it Very creative. Uh, i've been liking all of the posters that they've been given out that we were able to collect you know they have this like watchman-esque design over here with the uh non-smiley face yeah if you want to call it that i love the look of the cloud with the uh the ribbons and then right. obviously the 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 big guys that they use um the inflatable men. The inflatable, yeah, yeah. No, for the car salesman and stuff. On top of that, that whole set that they built for this movie, because as we said, it takes place out in the fields or the desert where they train horses for a living. Great, 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 great grandpa, as they said. Uh, you also have this, uh, what Stephen Yoon runs. He's a character who, you, I don't want to get too much spoilers. Yeah, but he's like got this he's attraction like part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I loved how they picked that up took it to Universal and have the entire theme right. park over there. I would highly recommend searching up videos of people who have been there. There's also that AR website. Wanna, that it, They have a website for the theme park mm-hmm. of the movie that is now technically a real theme park. And they just do something really eerie with it. So I would definitely go check that out. Uh, be at the website or if you live close to Universal, go to that. That I think just adds to this world that he built. I think there's so much to go back on. They did release a poster to like an adjacent kind of ARG thing. Uh, it looks like holes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of this universe that kind of reminds me of like a Briggsy Bear thing where right. how much deeper did you get into this? Right. Did you do the Quentin Tarantino and film an episode mm-hmm. of the series that you guys had? Was there a movie script for it? I feel like he's a person who really fleshes out his world. I just want to know more. I want to see more deleted scenes. I want to see more behind the scenes. Talking about Nope, I think my expectations coming in based on maybe some people saying, oh, is this going to be his version of signs or something. And a lot of people really alluding to the, the sci-fi elements teased by those trailers. I wasn't expecting it to rely as much on horror elements as it ultimately was. And it's something I really loved because obviously horror Peel is so good at building that tension Mm -hmm. and giving you some really just like scary imagery. How did you feel about the balance between like sci-fi horror? Did it, did it satisfy both those genre curiosities? If you? you were scared, to watch Get Out or Us for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't think that this is... Better? Uh, easier? 
No, I think it's easier. Oh, you do? Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is as scary as Get Out or Us. I would say I think yeah, I would this agree. is leaning more on the sci-fi elements, and it just uses those horror elements to amplify the mystery of what it is that could be out there. So, yeah, I, I think if you're a scaredy cat... But it's not absent from the movie, either. It's not absent. He still keeps that in there. But this is definitely... What is it tagged as? A sci, uh, it's a horror epic, I think is what he calls it. Or a sci-fi epic. I can't remember what he says. Fantasy epic. But he's going with the word epic for this uh over horror so i think it delivers on that front but yeah not as scary as his previous ones more than just the sci-fi story going on in there there's some really interesting thematic elements going on in terms of what peel is kind of commenting with the with the story there's a very clever critique of like the intention industry and the nature of spectacle do are you more intrigued by just like the a, the plot of this film or or those deeper elements that he's weaving in there too. That's why Get Out is so good. Yeah. Because he has that like just horror element where you could just follow the person in the thriller that they're in and then just pick apart so many right. themes from that movie. Us, I felt, has incredible themes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm not going to spoil Us here, but I just don't think the horror side of it, the story side of right. it, added up as well as the themes did. I think he's back on it over here with this one. I think the sci-fi element, if you just want to go in for that, I think he does really cool visuals. I think that the landscape is fantastic and you have characters that you really root for and I would want to see more. We've been arguing about a nope too. (laughs) But the themes in this movie make it even better. And we came out of this movie talking about all the sci-fi stuff and then we started picking apart different things. What does this mean to Jordan Peele? What is he trying to say here? Because this is also a movie about movies. Mm -hmm. It is a movie about the history of movies and people who may have been erased from movies and what the future of said movies could be. Uh, He said he wrote this during the pandemic, um, which is so interesting because this does not feel like a pandemic movie at all. all. It is out in the open. It is taking up so much space. It's It's definitely the biggest scale. Easily. And and you'd mentioned epic. Like there, there are more epic sequences and set pieces here than in anything he's done before. I think he shot the, I've been selling them. I think he shot the whole thing in IMAX mm-hmm. and then he just cropped it to really yeah. accentuate some scenes. But there could be a whole version where this whole thing is opened up. Uh, no, I think he used the budget that he was given for this movie to the highest degree. I love that aspect of it. You mentioned the visuals and that Hoyt Van Totema cinematography. Did the effects work as well for you in Nope? Oh, I'm split on that. Yeah. One I can't talk about because it's like technically spoilers. Yeah. But there's, I think the second half effects were fantastic and it's really the part that's all shot in full frame i think they look incredible there is a sequence you called it a subplot there is a subplot of the movie that uses an effect and i think you get the point of that sequence right but there is still something of the effect that took it took me out a little bit because it doesn't look as real especially because we looked up uh, we looked a little into it and the previous effects done for this it's it's way better and for such yeah, a small are, subplot there are movies who have done a similar thing more effectively and it is a little bit unreal but i don't think it's unreal in a way that makes it like it laughable or not it, tense but it could have been a little better sure i mean the, i still think that's one of the standout sequences of the movie like it is effects aside yes um and you know it's now imagine think, how great if it didn't age in 10 years zach <laughs> I think ultimately, I think ultimately with sequence like that, it's the filmmaking that won't age, even if the effects do. And I think the filmmaking is still really good there. So yeah, maybe it's, maybe it is keeping it from being like a more perfect version of itself, but it didn't like really deter my enjoyment that much. Yeah.
let's talk a little bit more about those performances. You got a lot of uh, great actors in this movie. Kaluuya, of course, returning to work with Jordan Peele again. Who was your favorite performance in Nope? No, I'm tied. Between Kiki and uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, he plays OJ. She plays M. They're siblings. They feel, I've been saying this one a lot, like two people who actually know each other, mm -hmm. even though there may be a distance there. Uh, I love that. I love their dynamics because they're so opposite of each other, mm -hmm. uh, especially how they correlate with the ranch and how they're running that and the horses. I loved how vibrant she was, though. Like, yeah. I know that Daniel's always going to give me something special. His performance here is very subtle. Mm -hmm. He's got a big sequence in the movie, what I would, I guess, call the title sequence in the movie, which is already in the trailer. Yeah, but I do love how but he, he underplays so well. I un I love how he underplays that moment. Like, I think a different actor might, like, really make a meal of it, really, like, maybe even, like, yell the moment, and it's just... It he does as little as possible, I and think. That's what makes it so good. And yes, exactly. It makes it so much funnier, so much more real. I, I think he's excellent in this movie, but it, I think really Kiki is the one who gets like a lot of the most exciting stuff to do. Never seen her in a role like this. Yeah, and finally. It's, it's one that really leans on how, you, I think you said vibrant, how, just how like so much energetic energy. and, yes. and fun she is. Like she, you, you see her in interviews and stuff and there's just so much charisma there and Peel's found a way to channel all of that into this character. In a lot of the characters that she plays she's always very subdued mm -hmm. and in this one yeah we were watching just all the vibrancy that she brings to what the memes that mm -hmm. she's created and here they found a way to actually make her pop. She's the one who I wanted more scenes of. She's the one who you see in the trailer. Does have a couple more moments where we just followed her mm -hmm. but even in that they're both clearly leads in this movie. Yeah. They do a really good way of handling the pacing of the movie through them and who you're following at what points yeah. and how they intertwine. One of my favorite movie moments of the year has to be when they embrace each other after a moment and just... You see a bit of it in one of the trailers. We have both versions of it as well. That's mm, another thing to add is that we've noticed that scene that I'm talking about, it's an alternate version in the trailer, but I found both of them out there. So how many alternate versions of, of this out there? You know? yeah. What if every theater is getting a different version of this movie and we won't know? Yeah, no, I thought both of them played off each other very well. Even with the rest of the cast, you have Angel, who is the Fry's electronic guy, who's kind of helping them Perea. out. He's a nice little third yeah. to it. Uh, he's, he's adorable. Nice, yeah, the comedic he's a, relief in easily, a lot of scenarios. You called him Dominic Fife. <laughs> with yeah, the hair and he's got, hair. he's got that look out there. Yeah. Um, I really liked Michael Walcott, who <laughs> plays the cinematographer. He's got like a really gruff, gravelly voice that works very well to, yeah. I think, bring some of the like a sense of danger later in the film too. I, I liked his character a lot. He, we've had a lot of movies this year where filmmakers are like casting somebody in the movie to kind of give their thoughts. I felt Jordan Peele was saying a lot through him in particular, yeah. especially being at the mountaintop and stuff. Like this was a dude who's been in the business for a long time. Uh, and it almost feels like Peele's channeling whatever he's going to feel in 10 years through this guy right here. Uh, I, re I really like this character. Um, Steven Yeun is just yeah. always going to be great. He's oh, dependable. Not enough Stephen you yeah but i think that's one of those things that you he because he's not the lead of this film he just comes in and commands the attention of every oh. scene that way mm -hmm. uh, and he's so good like e even if he only gets some of these smaller moments he really makes a lot yeah. out of them there. like there's just there's a, a a rhythm to his speech that's so kind of funny and he's like taking it all in. I don't know. I I liked him a lot in this movie. It's it's solid top to they bottom. Really I can't do, yeah. really... They have him whispering. They have him speaking. They have him yelling yeah. from across. 
yeah, he still does a lot, even with the little time that they give him. Yeah. But then Jordan Peele, dude, I think you you see a lot of his trademarks from his previous movies. Mm-hmm. And as you were explaining earlier, we both thought going into this, that this is going to be his like Shyamalan route and it is more easily his Spielberg route. Yeah, it's definitely has like the, the epic kind of wonder that you get from a Spielberg blockbuster. A lot of people pointed out Spielberg's third film is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And, you know, there's definitely some uh, thematic similarities here. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that, yeah, this is, I think in a lot of ways, this is a film that, would define how a lot of people feel about Jordan Peele. Like, is he really one of these filmmakers who every single time he makes a film, it's an event? Yes. And uh, yeah, and it, it, I think yeah. I would say firmly, yeah, after this one. I mean, it's, you know, maybe not every single thing is going to be Get Out. I mean, few films are as good as Get Out. I think he knows that. I think he slightly comments about that in this movie. But... Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's still like it's a great film. I think absolutely one of the best I've seen this year, and I think is going to merit rewatches. We've only had one viewing though, so after that one viewing, like how would you say it stacks up to his other cinema, his other filmography? Well above us, yeah. and uh, just not there with Get Out. But I don't know in repeat viewings in those extra scenes. I'm also judging Get Out, knowing what the original ending was. And it adds a lot of thematic elements to it. Even if it doesn't end up being the ending, it, it helps you uh, see what his vision for that movie was even more. Once I see it a second time, once I get the Blu-ray, once we see, I don't know, maybe a director's cut, at least deleted scenes, there's going to be so much more context for this movie that I'm just going to, I feel with every viewing, like it more and more and more. So yeah. that's all I want out of a movie, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I like Us, but to me, it, it's not really in the same category as Nope. I still haven't rewatched Us because I'm just, like, not that just compelled it, to. I can tell you a lot right there, yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm already eager to return to Nope, and, you know, it, it may not be in the same category as Get Out, but Get Out is, I feel feel like inarguably like one of the all-time great films that's like a, him. like that's AFI top 100 <laughs> exactly. film and that's another thing get out who's coming to dinner right there's right. something to reflect on there us you know he's reflecting a lot of things from freddy krueger to you know a lot of the outfits this you're talking about spielberg but at the end of the day in 20 years time we're making the comparison to spielberg you know that's been done to hitchcock a lot of things but he's still creating something where in the future, kids are going to say, wow, this is a lot like Jordan Peele. You know, they're not going to say it's like Spielberg. Same way that a lot of people look back at Interstellar. uh, And even though he's homaging to different things, I think Jordan Peele still puts his spin on every single one of these stories that he's done. And that's what makes him such an original. And that's the thing that I'm ultimately taking away from this film is that I wasn't necessarily expecting there to be like a twist there to there, there to be like a unique spin there for, I thought that he was going to fit himself into a more familiar type of movie, but he found a way to make a more familiar type of movie, a Jordan Peele film. Yes, sir. And that's what I think that's what ultimately makes him so exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Cause he will, he'll always find a unique approach. And like, you know, this is like somewhere between close encounters of the third kind and jaws. And that, yes. that's so cool. That's, how you that's such it. a great pitch. Uh-huh. It makes you look up at the sky. Zach was saying the same way that people didn't want to get into the water after yeah. jaws. And that's what you want the most. I think using the little uh, floaty guys, great way. So that when people are driving, What's it going to remind them of that? Yeah. We've been looking at the clouds ever since we came out of this movie going, I don't know. I don't know about that one right there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it lives up to the hype. I know everyone may not be, it may not be in everybody's top 10, but I've yet to see even in some of the biggest criticisms, some people have been disappointed, but I don't think anyone said it's a bad movie, at least out of the uh, initial reactions we've gotten so far. It may be underwhelming to some, but nonetheless, he still does a lot of really cool things in there. 
maybe not what a lot of people were expecting though mm -hmm. but that's specifically why i enjoyed it yeah. and i can't wait to talk about spoilers because there's a lot of connections that we've made and uh different comparisons and kind of the way he was viewing it but uh go in there to enjoy the characters yeah. it's a very good sibling relationship movie and then a good sci-fi movie. I yeah. think, it, think it's a solid one. I think the biggest uh, endorsement we can give it is it's a movie that we, we really liked walking out of it, but it's a film that I think we haven't found. We're, we're not out of things to talk about. Nope. You can keep keep pulling on threads and keep analyzing. It, it rewards further attention. So uh, we're going to probably catch it again over the weekend yes, and be back with a spoiler discussion on Monday. So. I'm I'm going to go buy all the merch. They had some collabs. And, and even in that, in all the creative decisions that they've made, it's always they, they th throw everything at the board and then see how much they can strip away. And a lot of the designs in this movie uh, have been able to do that. But I, I, yeah, dude, it's been a while since I've wanted to pick up a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm glad I was hyped for this movie. I put my heart out there. I was going to be disappointed, but I didn't. Thank you, Jordan. You disappointed me with us, but this movie, out of this world, is too corny. But I appreciate it, man. This is a yeah, good, movie. Very good movie. I can't wait to see more of it. And he did the chopped and screwed thing again. Right. In the movie, uh, I think that's become another one of his trademarks, being able to take an iconic song. Break I like the one in this one. Yeah. I like the one in this one a lot. I don't know if that one's been in the trailers yet, but... No, I think that one's a, did a, good job a little that secret. Mm -hmm. It's dope. It's very, very cool. A lot to really like about this movie. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's all for our first impressions, at right least now? on Nope. We'll be back later in the week to talk about that. That's all for this installment of Intercut. Catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, at Zshevich, that's Z-S-H-E-V as in viewers, I-C-H, artwork, and people find more from you. You could find me over at LME Explain on YouTube, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, or every week here gushing about the newest Jordan Peele movie. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcatcher is, I happen to like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio feed, but to our video feed as well on YouTube.com slash Intercut Pod, where you can watch our bright smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment find new episodes of our intercut weekend must watch streaming mondays at 3 p.m eastern on our youtube channel and please leave us a comment like the video leave us uh what else do I do? Oh, you consider like the five stars. to iTunes. Yeah, exactly. You want four stars, so okay, good, but I want the five stars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, four stars is like, it feels like it's nice, but it does hurt a little bit too. Because like, just just give us the five stars. It doesn't really hurt you. To oh, what'd you get that Jordan? Extra... <sighs> yeah, that's what I thought. You guys can give us four stars. It's okay. We couldn't give Jordan four. <laughs> Like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Check us out on Patreon. All of them are at Intergate Pod. You get updates throughout the week from me, from Art, from all the guests we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, Chris Kattan absolutely crushed it on SNL in the 90s. You're going to have to show me that clip. <laughs>